As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You got problems that you ought to be concerned with. Hoorah! You don't know how you're supposed to earn it, or what to do with it, or how to keep it. You're a freak with a dark, shameful secret. But you're not the only one. Get your hidden financial fears with a blast of sun. Now your healing has begun. It's Bad With Money with Gabby Dunn. Hello, and welcome to this week's Bad With Money mailbag episode. I'm Gabby Dunn. This week, I am joined by my co-host and fiance, Mal Blum, to react and respond to your messages and emails. Let's get into it. Hello, Mal. Hello, hello. Maracas? No, it's just a shaker. Oh. You can see Maracas. me. You can see me. Is it a you rain can, stick? No, you can see that it's just a shaker. I don't know you're, what that's called. You're looking at me. You can see, okay, but you, you can see that it's not a maraca, right? But technically, how does, what is, what makes it a maraca versus not a maraca? The little ball I, at the end? I don't know. I don't know. Maraca. <laughs> This is like last week when I kept saying horticulture. Okay. Yes, last um, week. Last week. It was five minutes ago. Okay, listen. <laughs> Mal, you just got a medical bill for $200 from two years ago. I did. And I, I'm very frustrated because I've been also, I've been trying to change. It's no secret. Okay. Everybody's talking about it. Um, no, I, I've been trying to change my like psychiatric medication uh, for the past month and a half. I started seeing a new psychiatrist and everything and um, he's out of network. So my insurance doesn't want to pay for him. Mm -hmm. Um, and which I, I made the decision to just be like, okay, whatever. I need someone who's like a specialist in this thing. And, um, but then like the meds he wanted to put me on insurance has been like fighting me about it. And it's been this whole thing and, uh, whatever. So basically I've just been like paying out of pocket, um, exorbitant Ridiculous. sums of money for my, for my brain meds, Ridiculous. uh, in the hopes that I'll figure them out and then and then deal with the rest later. And then um and then I just got a bill from two years ago from City MD. And they were like, we're sending this to collections. It's for like $200. I'm like, I don't even remember this doctor's appointment. Like, what, what is the, this? What what and and there was no warning like, hey, we're gonna send this to collections. Oh, I'm sure there was. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I'm very as you know, I'm very difficult to get a hold of. <laughs> I people yeah. know this, I think, but people text me to get a hold of Mal. Yes, and and listen, I'm on it. Like, I definitely need a manager. I, yeah. I talked. I talked to one this morning, but you know, I'm 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 open. I'm I'm looking for a manager. Putting the feelers out there. Um, I'm horrible at written communication. 
I mean, which is ironic, I, I guess, because I'm a writer. But like, you know, what? One Remember time. Remember when we were watching Downton Abbey and they were saying goodbye to each other and they were like, maybe we'll meet again, but maybe we won't. And Matt yes. was like, I mi- I wish I lived in a time where people just were like, there's no pressure to talk to, to like communicate all the time. Like you'd meet someone and then you'd be like, well, this was lovely. Maybe I'll talk to you again, but maybe I won't. And yes. you were like, I wish that that's how it was. It's not that I wish that. Like, I am so glad to be able to, like, you know, for example, like, FaceTime my niece. Like, that's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Um, I just think that I was built for a time <laughs> that it's, like, I've I've so enjoyed our time together, Mary. I hope that we shall meet again before too long. And then she's, like, have, you know, good luck in the war. I hope our paths cross again. And you're, like, I, I shall hope that they do. But, like, there's no... Nothing in between, really. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Oh, my God. Okay. My brain was just built for that. Like, my brain's not built to be available all the time, I think. I understand. I'm trying. And and it's been helpful. Sometimes uh, people will put us on group chats to get a hold of me. Yeah. So thank you for that. Well... On today's show, I'm going to read a lovely email about plasma from Alex, one from Emma about pet insurance, and one from Jen about kinksters, swingers, and polyamory and money. In the second half of the show, I'm going to read an email about student loans, an Apple review, I think a couple Apple reviews, and a message for Mal from Monty. No. Who has some thoughts on how much Mal hates tech jobs. I don't hate tech jobs. Okay. I never said that. Oh, no. My first person who's mad at me. I don't know if I'm built for this. <laughs> okay. You're a, you're a very sensitive person who's not built for returning emails or text messages or receiving criticism in any way. Yeah. What am I built for? Um, Cuddles. Okay, so this is an email from Alex. Hello again, Gabby and maybe Mal. It is I, author of the original Sad Plasma TM email. (laughs) (laughs) You started this whole thing. They wrote Sad Plasma in all in in S and P um, capitalized and and trademarked. That's right. Wow. Okay. It's really cool that you trademarked that. Sad Plasma, my new band. No, I can't. They trademarked it. Okay. (laughs) Stoked to finally hear your selling your body to science episode. I was waiting eagerly and it did not disappoint. I had thoughts. In the listening weeks since my email, I was starting to question myself. Was I really the only person who had such a negative plasma experience? All of the callers and writers for the mailbag episodes seemed pretty good about their own plasma sales. It was strangely comforting to finally hear some other people had qualms, though I of course wish they hadn't gone through the things they did. I'm still somewhat perplexed though. The negative plasma experiences from this episode all seem to focus on unfortunate medical mishaps, and I'm kind of the only person who's questioned the underlying business practices and exploitative economic relationship. I'm wondering if the deciding factor is that I was selling plasma in a predominantly poor and POC area, while others mentioned college campuses, etc. It also struck me, and I'm glad someone else noticed, that people kept referring to this economic transaction as donating. People who acknowledged they were only doing this for the money, even the person who rearranged their entire life and altered their diet to do this, all Mm. said they were donating plasma, in quotes. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the people participating in medical studies seemed to universally understand this as selling. Mm -hmm. I'm very curious about this discrepancy. Regarding the Discord comment about gift cards, taxes, donations, etc., I can't speak for the laws wherever that person may be, but I know that in the USA, selling plasma is federally understood to be income, regardless of the form the payment takes. You got to pay taxes on your blood? You got to pay taxes on your blood. This is America, bitch. 
but they give it to you on a little card. How are they going to know? They're going to know. They don't give you money though. They give you a little gift card. They give you like an American Express gift card. <laughs> it's just a Barnes and Nobles gift card. You donate plasma and they give you a Chipotle gift card. Oh my God. Okay, anyway. CSL Plasma even sent me a 1099 during tax season and made sure to note that they reported my payments to the IRS on their end and I damn well better claim it on my taxes. Oh my God. What the? Fuck you guys. Absolutely fuck off. Okay. I'm sorry if my voice sounds weird, everyone. I'm um, going through second puberty. Okay. Things not related to this episode. Theme song absolutely slaps. I never skip it. Two, thanks to Mal for suggesting Laura Stevenson's A Shine to it. That song floored me. Yep. Especially if you've ever donated plasma. It's a metaphor, I I believe, in the song, but it is very beautiful and sad. Three, I would love to hear an episode about unionization. We did one with Haley Melodic. Check it out. Haley, and then her last name is M-T-O-L-E-K. It's wild your ability to, like, recall things. Thank you. I'm a steel trap. I'm a robot. You recall every episode. Like someone will like mention something that happened seven years ago on this podcast. And you're like, actually, he was a guest in the blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that's amazing. I literally, if you asked me um, what I did last weekend, like I would struggle to tell you. First of all, I care about this show a lot. I care about my weekends. This is my, this is my life. This show has like, I don't know if people who listen to it understand how much I love and care about this show. This is my baby. I'm going to, well, what about Beans? Well, Beans is also a baby. I'm allowed to have two babies. Mm. <laughs> beans is an old man baby. Okay. <laughs> one time? What? One time I was at um, uh, like a polyamory panel and um, one of my friends was like, you know, the thing about like having multiple partners and like loving them less doesn't make sense to me because nobody's like, you know, I had another kid, so I love my first kid less. And it, and I was like, no, I'm pretty sure that happens. <laughs> I can't speak to it, but yeah. I feel like that happens. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Well, anyway, write in if that happened to you. Don't. Okay. Although no. there was this article. Oh, my God. There was this article a long time ago by Ayelet Waldman that was about how she was married and then she had kids. And then she was like, no, I like my husband better. It's an she incredible article. You go read article? it. It's Yeah, it's an article. She was like, basically, like, people were mad about it. I don't really have an opinion, but she was like, basically, like, yeah, people say that, like, after you have kids, you don't really care about your spouse spouse as much because you're so focused on the kids. And she was like, I like my husband better than my kids. (laughs) I probably wouldn't publish that because, you know, eventually, assuming your kids learn to read, like, that sucks. (laughs) Yeah, but it was like, I mean, I don't know. It created a lot of discourse. Anyway, okay, back to unionization. It's an inherently economic topic, but it's basically never talked about by economic advice types. Hmm, it's almost like these people actually just make their fortunes by reinforcing the existing economic hierarchy and individualizing what are clearly systemic problems in ways that leave desperate people treading water and unable to affect real change. Someone should maybe look into that. Yeah, fucking me. But for real, the vast majority of economic advice really does boil down to just have more money, you dummy. I can't be smarter with money I don't have. When you're using all your money on subsistence, you can't hack your way into prosperity. But unionization, on the other hand, that can actually get you more money and improve your life in general. Safe conditions, time off, benefits, a feeling of control over your own self, the whole deal. At my work, we recently just experienced an unfortunate sputtering out of an attempted unionization. But even just the active threat led to concrete improvements in pay and benefits. Do you work at Starbucks? Anyway, okay. Still love the show and also thanks for creating an environment where the audience feels comfortable chiming in multiple times on a variety of subjects. Best wishes from a fan, a promoter of unions, purveyor of fine bodily fluids, distruster of crypto, 
recommender of Dan Olson and hater of landlords and condo developers, Alex. Are you who recommended Dan Olson? That's one of my favorite interviews. Who's that? The crypto guy. Anti-crypto. Oh, you know, I turned down an NFT thing the other day. Good. What was it? What did they want to NFTize? It was like a brand deal for something. But they try to couch it in this like, we're creatives and like artists, like blah, blah, blah. And then like you've, you like well, read and you're, you have to figure out like, oh, oh, it's NFTs. I think it was through the modeling agency. I, I can't quite remember. I don't know if you guys know, but Mal's a model. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Write in if you've been to a Hollister lately because Mal's on the walls at Hollister, baby. It's not. Okay. I just want people to know it's not the main thing that I do. Okay. Yeah, but I'm Mal's like, a Hollister model. Jesus Christmas. Look, go to Hollister.com. You will see Mal. I'm a songwriter. And, and a hottie like, boobalotti. Oh, <laughs> I'm just trying to make money to pay for my psychiatric medication. Okay. <laughs> I assume that's why all models are modeling. <laughs> Okay, here is an email from Emma. More pet insurance thoughts from an industry insider. Hi, Gabby and Mal. I wanted to add my two cents to the topic that won't die, pet insurance. You know what? Pet insurance and ethical landlords, baby. The topic that won't die, but your pets will. And that's why they pay you the big bucks. Okay, full disclosure, I work for a pet insurance company called Trupanion. Please feel free to leave out the name of the company if you prefer, but I think it's relevant that Trupanion was recently picked by vets as the best pet insurance company in the U.S. Okay. I don't mind saying company names on this show. Maybe I should, but whatever. Okay. A lot of people really dislike pet insurance and choose to self-insure, which actually makes sense if you are wealthy enough, since insurance companies are for-profit entities. The problem is a lot of people don't actually realize just how much money you need to successfully self-insure. For example, a friend of mine's dog became suddenly ill with an autoimmune issue a couple years ago that was super complex to treat. The vast majority of pet owners simply do not have the resources to cover bills of this magnitude. And this is where insurance can literally be a lifesaver and why I work for the company I do. Knowing you have good insurance that will cover the bulk of a cost like this can mean you never have to make the decision to euthanize a pet solely due to money issues, which is so tragic but happens all the time. While I dislike the insurance industry as a whole, as I find it predatory, not all insurers are created equally. There really is a huge disparity in the quality of insurance products available. It's so important to do your research on what is covered and not covered before you buy. Don't just buy the cheapest policy as this is a false economy, especially for something as important as your pet's well-being. Vet bills are expensive. In the area I live in, it's rare for even a simple vet visit to cost less than around $300. And I've had visits that would cost me thousands without insurance. This means that insurance is also expensive as insurance companies have to recoup their costs. So you should be very wary of anyone saying they'll insure your pet for like $10 or $20 a month. You are likely to get very poor coverage. The other important thing is to insure your pet as early in their life as possible. Insurance premiums are usually cheaper if you start when they are puppies and kittens. Additionally, the longer you wait to insure, the more likely your pet is to develop health problems, which would then be considered pre-existing, and no pet insurer will cover pre-existing conditions. Here's the thing, though. Some of us adopt older dogs. So that sucks. Would that work, though, if you adopt a dog and you take him to the vet and they're like, he's got a clean bill of health, would they insure you? Maybe, but also, like, if you adopt a dog that's, like, no, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, I don't know. Yeah, be- beans would not be insurable. No! Beans can, be- beans, like, could could start breathing regularly, like, two years ago. Um. Anyway, I love him so much. Okay, a couple more tips. Dental cleanings, as far as I'm aware, are not covered by any insurance company as they are so very costly. 
So the most economical and compassionate thing to do is to brush your pet's teeth every day. If they tolerate it, ideally you get them used to it as a puppy or kitten. And don't buy wellness plans through an insurance company. Wellness is a very predictable expense that in theory you can figure out exactly what it will cost over the course of a year and budget for. Getting We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because when I'm looking to work with someone, I really need to be able to get someone fast. My job works very fast. Podcasts work very fast. And I've actually been looking for an assistant and I don't need to waste time sorting through matches without getting the highest quality person, right? When I'm looking to hire someone, whether that's a grant writer or a musician or something like that, it's very overwhelming because you get a lot of messages, but you're not able to like parse through yourself which ones are actually worth looking at. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash badwithmoney. Just go to Indeed.com slash badwithmoney right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash badwithmoney terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Teams buried in manual work. Taking forever to close the books. Getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, you should know these numbers. 37,025 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. If you have all the information about your business in one place, you can make way better decisions. And this is an unprecedented offer, meaning this is totally worth your time. As someone who runs a business, having all of this together in order to close my books, that would be invaluable. It's a time saver. It's literally the biggest time saver. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. That's netsuite.com slash badwithmoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. Have you been using Mint to manage your finances? First, the bad news. Mint is shutting down. Now, good news. There's a better alternative. Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. That's right. I use Mint and now I'm using Monarch Money. It is very stressful, confusing, and time consuming to manage my finances. I've tried other finance apps, they don't really work. Like, you know, I was very committed to Mint and then I was uh, deeply sad when Mint went away. But now I have tried Monarch. 
It's so easy to use with powerful features, collaboration tools, intuitive design, personalization, constant product improvements. I mean, I really value a company that is proactively looking at how to make finances easier. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, the top rated personal finance app, also has built-in collaboration features so that you can invite your partner at no extra cost. Can you imagine being able to have a budget app with your partner? That is wild. You can see all your finances. You can collaborate on your budget. You can get insights on your cash flow and reoccurring transactions. It's a very easy way to manage a household's finances. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com badmoney. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all your tags and categories. Monarch is the most customizable budget app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. We will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com badmoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y slash badmoney for your extended 30-day free trial. This through an insurance company only adds an overhead to this due to the cost of the company administering your policy. For example, let's say your pet's wellness expenses would total $500 a year. If you can figure out this amount, the insurance company can too, and they would charge you $500 plus enough to cover their costs, plus profit margin and premiums, so you lose out overall. Some vets offer wellness policies directly through their clinics, and these can be a better deal potentially, as they are essentially a discount the vet is giving you for paying in advance. A final word on veterinarians. When I moved to the States, I was kind of shocked to find out how much hate and poor treatment they get here. The vast majority of vets are not trying to scam you. They genuinely love animals and want to save as many as they can. Yes, veterinary treatments are expensive, but if anything, most vets are undercharging because they don't want people to forego care for their pets due to money. How do we know this? Because the salaries of veterinarians and their clinic staff are so low compared to those working in human medicine. A lot of them are barely making ends meet. So please, please, please be kind to your veterinarians. Sorry this email was so long. I have a lot of thoughts and feelings on pet insurance and pet care. Thank you for making this awesome podcast and allowing us to have a platform to discuss the financial issues that matter to us, Emma, she, her. Can I tell you a fear? What? I'm worried that when we did the bit where you're like, Mal hates vets, I'm worried someone's <laughs> going to think I really hate vets. No one thinks that. Hey. No one thinks that. Okay. Because I don't. Because I Except don't. Except. What? To Mal. To Hello. Mal. Hater of tech jobs everywhere. Okay. I didn't say I hate tech jobs. Well, here it is. Just kidding. I know you don't hate tech jobs. <sighs> I think, question mark. Thank God. Thank you. But have you considered that tech jobs are not overpaid, but that other mm. jobs are underpaid? Yes. This is definitely true of most teachers, childcare workers, not owners, and so on. Also, careful there. It is dangerously close to saying that the amount of money someone gets should be equivalent to the amount of work they do. That oh. is crazy because we all know crazy rich people that just show up. This world is not a meritocracy. Yes, and, I honestly, and a lot of them are tech people. Those are the crazy rich people who just show up and... Uh, turned San Francisco into an unlivable city. 
How am I wrong? I honestly don't like the idea of people choosing which job deserves better or worse pay, which is where we currently are. We are all people and we all deserve to live a comfortable life without constant financial struggles, regardless of what jobs we do or don't, because there are people who are disabled, which a lot of people forget or ignore when talking big picture. What I would like is for everyone to be paid what tech jobs get paid. Now, how do we do that? I have no idea. Universal basic income for sure, but that seems so difficult with current politics. I loved that episode, by the way. These are my thoughts. Thank you for the show, Gabby, and sometimes Mal. Y'all are great. Monty, she, they. All right. Thank you, Monty. I do agree. I'm I'm being – listen, I include us in this because the same thing in Hollywood. As our friend Brittany said one time, like you're one meeting away from making more money than like anybody ever should. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not – yeah, it's not necessarily that I think people are overpaid. But like, yeah, it's a lot of people are underpaid. I will say like part of me thinks like, yeah, you should get paid more if the company is profiting more. So like, yeah, somebody who works – for Google should get paid more than like, you know. I don't know because Dave Ramsey said some similar stuff in his book where he was like, well, of course the owner of the restaurant gets paid more than the bus boy. Well, so no, not, so I don't think, I, I mean, based on company, I'm like, yeah, I understand why somebody who works for Apple should like make more money because Apple makes more profits, right? Right. Um, the problem is that it's not usually transferred onto the worker, you know? And it's not that I'm valuing certain jobs differently, but like, not to be like we live in a society, but like these jobs are these jobs are undervalued. And like so mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I do think like when you look at a city, for example, like San Francisco, and I'm only using that um because it's been overrun. As an example of like a city that like the tech huge industry, wealth disparity. Well, the tech industry ruined it. Like yeah. it, it it literally um like teachers cannot afford to live mm-hmm. in San Francisco mm-hmm. anymore mm-hmm. because of what happened with like mm-hmm. tech coming in and like buying everything up and you know like so yeah like i i don't know like yeah i don't know how to fix it either but it's hard yeah. not to look at that and be like yeah that sucks does this teacher deserve to make like not a livable wage so they can't live in the city that they're teaching while like this right. like face- facebook developer makes a million dollars like yeah. And I agree with you. It's that the teacher should make more. Yeah. You know, but it's in the meanwhile, while the teacher isn't making more, like, I'm like, it's a little bit of a disparity there that I'm like, is that really? I know. There's no, look, you're both right and you're deserve, both wrong. Deserve it. You know, well, I'm saying, I'm saying both sides. So, yeah, yeah, it's both. I, I know, and I can see both sides. Unless there's a third side I'm forgetting. Right in. Someone will. No money. No money for anyone. Whoa, Star Trek. Star Trek. It's a, it's a Star Trek. It's a Star and Trek. And I have to say, I am firmly, firmly pro the tech jobs on Star Trek. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Listen, O'Brien's an engineer and they do so much shit to him. <laughs> anyway, really that's just time. me and Mal wanting to slowly transition into our Deep Space Nine podcast. Um, that doesn't exist. Okay. I, I wouldn't want to go to the Deep Space Nine world. Because it's kind of bleak. Yeah, they're like at war and stuff. Like I would probably want to go to like the TNG world. Like I get it. That seems better. Okay. This is an email about student loan forgiveness. Hi Gabby and Mal. Longtime listener, first time writing in. I was listening to the mailbag app and had a few comments I wanted to respond to. For the person who shared that they and their partner paid off their loans during the pandemic but are still happy others got forgiveness, I read via Elevest that folks in that situation could be eligible to apply for a refund, so I would encourage them to look into that. 
For the person who said that paying off your loans will improve your credit, if the debt is completely paid off and the account gets closed, it will actually negatively impact your credit score, only temporarily, (laughs) because it will reduce your overall credit history. Hope this is actually helpful info and not too well, actually. Love the show. Thanks. X, Selome. She, her. Ooh, Selome. That's cute. Okay. Pay off your debt, but don't pay it off too fast. Don't pay it off all at once. Because you might get a cute little ding on your credit score. It's only temporary. But yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Okay, here's a fun one. This is from Jen. Mm. Hi, Gabby. I'd love to see your show tackle, in some respect, the cost of non-normative sexual practices. I'm thinking of... Yeah. I'm thinking of how expensive the various subcultures and fetishes can be. Furries, swingers, kinksters, etc. Oh my God, fursuits are so expensive. Okay, anyway. Joining clubs, attending conventions or parties, buying costumes or gear can all be really expensive. As an example, I am both kinky and a swinger. I go to kink conventions locally twice a year, which cost $100 per person to attend, $260 for the hotel, $30 to park, plus the cost of food, time off of work, pet sitting, etc. And that doesn't include anything I might need to support the attending vendors or just because a piece of equipment or gear is really cool. I don't have to fly to attend these conventions, but that would certainly cost a lot too. With swinging, I used to attend a paid party where tickets were between $40 to $80. I no longer attend, but my understanding is that the ticket price has increased and there's now a monthly membership to attend those same parties. And those parties are on the low end of costs. Many clubs have memberships in addition to ticket costs. There are also resorts and cruises one can attend. And while I never have, I imagine the potential cost is unlimited. Since COVID is still a thing in this world, my partners and I are not comfortable attending paid events, so we threw our own play party recently. In addition to time off work to set up our space, we spent money on the usual party supplies, cups, silverware, drinks, and food. We also had to buy lube, condoms, red light bulbs, wet wipes, cleaning supplies. FSA money covers condoms, which decreased our total spent, but that wasn't the largest expense. In the end, we spent something like $500 and 100 hours of planning, setup, cleaning, teardown, etc. to easily host about 20 people. What were you going to say? You could get your condoms paid for? Yeah, I guess so by a flexible spending account, looks like. Wow, cool. Further, while most people can understand non-normative sexual practices as a spice to sex, it's very easy to ignore how vital these practices are for some people. I know swinging can seem like a cheesy relic of the 70s, but it's also vital to my relationships. In addition to the cost for individuals, the huge cost to attend conferences can cause issues in the community. For instance, in kink, very few people can make a living off teaching. Many groups that host events are nonprofits, so the events or conventions are run by volunteers. People brought in to teach classes, which are vital to keeping those kinksters safe when they engage in play that can literally maim them, can maybe get their flight or hotel or convention entry fee covered, but other forms of payment are rarely available. This does keep costs down for entry, which allows more marginalized people to attend, but means that those willing and able to teach skills for free or at a loss are one, privileged, or two, getting something else for their time. In some cases, that's genuinely a desire to teach in their community or increase safety, but it also creates the opportunity for opportunistic people to increase their visibility and secure play partners. If new people believe all teachers are skilled, they may forego vetting at their own peril. It definitely creates a hierarchy in the community, regardless of the actual skill level of those teachers. I'm not aware of any podcasts that have covered the financial aspects of non-normative sexual practices. Hmm. And while I know that these communities have discussed the downsides of the underpaid teachers and volunteers, I don't usually see them discussing the financial aspect. I'd love if you could tackle this in a future episode. Love the pod. I've been following you and Allison since your BuzzFeed days, Jen. And then she she blurred out BuzzFeed, which is very funny. <laughs> that was an incredible email. Yeah. Thank you so much for that email. I will absolutely look into that. 
Um, and I love that. This is one thing I love about this show is like the new perspectives and like the, the different types of people that write in that like come from these like very specific communities and like want to, to talk about this stuff in a way that like is so different from generic money advice. Like I'm so, I'm always so excited by that. We could do a whole episode just about how expensive it is to be a furry. Honestly, that could take up a whole episode. Totally. How's this for a unique perspective? What? One time in Brooklyn, I went to a, a play party where there was a flogging workshop and I watched um, somebody in an NPR morning edition shirt um, give a flogging workshop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> flogging. I went to- Didn't dress up for it. Just the morning edition shirt flogging. That seems right in Brooklyn. I went to, <laughs> I used wrong to go, to me. <clears throat> but like so wrong, it's right. No, I, more just like, <laughs> more just like, all right, well, I guess you went, you know, comfortable with it. Why put on airs at the flogging workshop? <laughs> you know? Yeah, the ones I went to when I was a woman, you could get into a lot of those as a lady for free. Yeah, we went to different types of, I know. I only, I only went to queer ones. So I went yeah. to like, which is funny because there was, there was one party, there was one uh, space where that was under a grocery store. I won't say where, uh, but they had a queer, two queer parties there at the same space. So one was yeah. like a queer, queer geared towards queer women. And one was geared towards queer men. And then they were like, but tr- trans people can go to either. <laughs> oh. like, they were like, we don't know what to do with trans people. So y'all can just like come to either ones. <laughs> like no matter what, how you identify or whatever. So I would go to those, but you went to sort of like more, like, straight person. Right. Straight right, person right. or like queer women sort of with each other. Speaking of, here's a, a five-star review from Loquita08 that just says, Kiwis, Kiwis are the subject line. And then the review says, are in New Zealand, not Australia. I tried to tell you. But but they gave me five stars, so what do I care? Well, yeah, that's great. Okay, this You is just another... wanted to do your Aussie, Aussie, Aussie thing. I understand that Kiwis are in New Zealand. <laughs> I just like saying Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Right. Oh, maybe because I was doing Down Under Mal. Yeah. Down no, Under I know. Mal. But yeah, because I, I can't do a New Zealand accent. That's why. I love I guess, that accent. If you have that accent, call down in. Under, under Mal. I guess with, okay, so New Zealand's a more like, it, it's a little, it's more like a little in your nose, right? It's like, good uh, you make me, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, if you have a New Zealand accent, call in because I want to hear it. What do you want them to say? Whatever they want. Okay. This is a five-star Apple review from Jason176. And Jason just wrote, big fan. And then the review says, love the show, little smiley face. That's nice. Just like not the grinning, just the like, mm, you know what I mean? They Aww. love the show. What does 176 mean? I don't know. Maybe they're a big fan of Thomas Jefferson. 1776. Remember that movie and it's a musical and Mr. Feeney plays Tommy Jefferson? Tom, Why did I call him Tommy Jefferson? Like I know him. Are you guys like on that? Because I said Mr. Feeney and then I and then I said Thomas Jefferson. But Mr. Feeney plays Thomas Jefferson. They made us watch that movie like every year in school. Anyway. Oh, is that when uh, New York courteously abstains? Or yes. <laughs> Why did we all? America's so wild. Because anyway, we're okay. raised on propaganda. Like it's we horrible. The same. The this. same propaganda. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we got four new patrons I'm very excited to announce. We have Maggie, Huxley, Cade, and Steph. Thank mm. you so much for being patrons. Uh, you can be a patron at patreon.com slash Gabby Dunn. Uh, my Instagram is at Gabby Road. That's what just tripped me up just now. 
you can write in at gabbyisbadwithmoney at gmail.com or you can call in at 844-474-4040. You can also leave me a voice memo if you prefer. You know, sometimes people are phone shy and I get it. Uh, We are on Instagram, Discord, TikTok, and Patreon. All the links will be in the description below. Please listen to the show the day it drops so we can get on the charts and spread the word. Also leave a five-star Apple review. And you can also leave a five-star Spotify review, by the way. Um, And uh, all the links to follow me and Mal will be in the description too. Mal, what say you? I'm Mal Blum on everything on the internet, M-A-L-B-L-U-M. Go listen to my music if you want. Um, As far as comments on this episode... I'd like to apologize to the tech industry. <laughs> and other than that, I uh, courteously uh, abstain. <laughs> Bye! Done. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old. Soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters. Because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.